the beautiful Milava Lanto from the Community Lighthouse Project. Um, wow. I'm very honored, obviously, uh, to have the presence of so many of you guys here tonight to experience a beautiful night of holiness in Kedushah. Um, we have, obviously, the privilege of having a huge Sabbath who has influenced so many people, including myself, my own family, obviously, the Sakura community, really, about the whole world. Um, and we've had him now for the second year in a row, Baruch Hashem. It's a huge privilege to have him here, and I feel very blessed, and I just want to say thank you to Hashem for that. I just want to say one more thing, and um, it all stems, again, also from Roshal Marush. And going back about 10 years ago, uh, when I started reading the Garden of Muna, it was my first introduction to Russell. And at that time, uh, I read it more as a book, and I knew that I was Russell. Um, eventually, uh, once that project started about five years ago, um, and there were some uh, Russell teachers that were teaching in the program, and actually the Dalia came into the Dalia Benson came into the program, uh, learned from him, and then eventually myself got really entrenched in the details of Russell, really learning the books and getting close to a lot of different values which made me appreciate so much more of Shalom Arush and everything that he does and everything that he's saying and teaching. One of the teachings Rabbi Nachman talks about, which influenced me tremendously in what we're doing here with the Lighthouse Project while we stand for it, is he says in one of the chapters, he talks about this idea that the honor, the kavod, nowadays, we're talking, he was talking about it, he was talking about it in the late 1700s, early 1800s, he talks about that the kavod is with the other nations, meaning people look and honor and respect people that really, technically speaking, shouldn't. What are we talking about nowadays? It's not about celebrities. You know, people are only talking about politicians. And they're talking about these people that technically, from the perspective of honor and respect, the respect and honor should not be there. Where should the honor and respect be? It should be with Hashem. And that is, yes, yes, it is for us. Our job is to bring kavod and honor and give it back to Hashem. And that's what the Lighthouse Project is about. So sometimes, you know, from the perspective of how we put these things together, whether it's through social media and how we're doing things, or as you can see here, we try to do a beautiful job of trying to really make Torah awesome and cool and interesting and attainable. And that's what we all have to do. We all, it's not just ourselves, it's everybody's job to, in one way or however we can do it, bring kavod to God. And if everybody can do that, I can tell you almost for sure, the whole world will recognize that, and Mashiach will be here immediately. Okay. That's really the, the essence of the goal. And by all of us doing that, you can see there's so many different bases, so many different denominations, and, and if we could just unify and do this all together, we're in really good shape. We on the same page? Yeah. All right. So, with that being said, I want to first of all welcome Rob. We also got the
audience, Semanada Buena for our visitors from Turkey, many of them visiting us tonight. I think that uh, there is a huge token of gratitude to be given to Michael Ben Melech, and obviously all the sponsors and the volunteers of the Lighthouse Torah Project, 
that makes this viable program alive, but especially for the extra effort in all aspects of setting up, coordinating, and providing magnificent shiurim, especially with the visit of the great Rabbi Shalom Arush, that uh, in a couple of more hours, the Rabbi will be traveling down to Mexico City, Be'ezat Hashem, for a series of lectures. But as we heard before, we are in for a magnificent night, and I'd like to take also the opportunity to invite everyone that is here, the rabbi tomorrow will be honored by giving my class at the Edmond J. Safra Synagogue right here in Aventura. The class scheduled to begin at approximately 9 a.m. after the last minyan. So I don't know how late we're going to finish tonight, but if you're able to come, please feel comfortable to come and enjoy and say goodbye to the great rabbi. And we're looking forward by Ezat Hashem for a near future visit. We spent Shabbat with the rabbi and we heard great, great, magnificent and inspiring words of Torah, which I believe uh, tonight it will be equally, if not even uh, greater. So with all, with all that being said, once again, Michael, Chazaku Baruch. Where is Michael? I'm sure that his mother is watching from Gan Eden. And I'm sure that his father-in-law, my dear friend, Menachem Mendel Ben Elchanan, Mendy Gorin, also is watching from Gan Eden. He was an active member of this beautiful institution. And Mendy himself, as we heard on Thursday night from Michael, actually Mendy built many mikves and synagogues, and he also built our own ladies mikveh Dish Mikveh and a second floor new Bet Midrash. And as Michael mentioned, the Emuna aspect took over his life to the point that the name of his company was changed from whatever name he had to Emuna Construction. He lived, breathed, and smelled Emuna. So Hashem takes the good ones and in early times, I'm sure that both of them, each one in a different place of Gan Eden, is, are watching down to see how the family and descendants are keeping the beautiful legacy of Torah Mizvot and Ma'asim Tovim. Without any further ado, I'd like to welcome Hakam Shalom Arush to begin Motzei Shabbat. Melave Malka special with Eliyahu Anavi Zahur Letov. I ask you a small favor. Don't share this with any of my committee members. Thank <laughs> you.
Thank you, Hashem. Okay. Everybody together. Thank you, Hashem. 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 Thank you, the rabbi prior to coming down to Miami spent a few days in Toronto and he was in someone's house and the rabbi as usual says thank you Hashem for the electricity and the host is looking at the rabbi and he says, I actually agree because we did not have electricity for two weeks. There was apparently snowstorm, freezing cold, and they have to leave the home. And only when the light came back, they were able to come and to be back in their home. So taking for granted the light, the rabbi reinforced this beautiful concept of the, the thankful, the thank you statement is not limited to electricity. It also includes the water department as well, and the gas. Is a person should even be thankful to a shame that has a chair to sit. Perhaps if we don't say thank you, maybe we shouldn't sit on the chair. <laughs> At the end of the day, nothing that we have belongs to us. Even the chair, it has a godly essence and a godly ownership. So the fact that we're using something that belongs to Akadosh Baruch Hu, the least that we can do is thank you Hashem for the chair that we have to sit on. <laughs> if a person looks around the life, for every matter that comes across our life, there is a token of gratitude to Hashem. Can you imagine giving a lecture of this magnitude without a microphone? <laughs> A person needs to know that if a matter has the power and the privilege of being an actual matter or item in life, it means that godliness is part of it. If godliness is part of it, that's the least that a person needs to know to express their thank you to Hashem. If a, okay. Okay, that was good. So the rabbi said that a person, by saying gratitude, it shows a certain level of emunah in Hashem. And if a person cannot see the gratitude, 
perhaps their emuna needs reinforcement. So the person should pray also, Hashem, give me emuna to see you in every aspect of life. The rabbi mentioned that many times he is approached by people sharing with them, with him their challenges. Somebody doesn't have children, somebody is not able to get married, and God forbid somebody is affected by critical medical conditions. And the rabbi gives them the universal answer. Say thank you to Hashem for whatever you have. So someone asks him, how can I say thank you to God when God forbid we're dealing with a medical condition that is critical and God forbid could be terminal. The rabbi mentioned that there is a reality. For example, there is a reality that we're standing here and we have a pulpit in front of us. And maybe sometimes a person say, I don't believe that there is a pulpit. But that belief cannot counterattack the concept that there is a pulpit, something physical, something tangible that we are able to use and we are able to lean on. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Okay. No, no, it's a mistake. Single word. So if somebody will tell us, no, there is no pulpit, what are you going to say? You're crazy. I mean, the pulpit is here. Look, touch it, feel it, sense it. The reality is that a person with a Munah knows that Hashem exists. A person with a Munah believes in the Torah. A person with a Munah understands that everything that happens in the world is directed by a Kadosh Baruch Hu. This is the reality of the person's life. One of the basic principles of Emunah is whatever Hashem does is good. There is no evil, there is no bad. It may appear bad in our eyes, but whatever Hashem does is good. So, 
למה אדם לא יכול, למה, מה הסיבה שאדם חושב שיש רע? מה הסיבה? Why the person sometimes thinks that things are going bad? The reason is, or part of the reason is, when the person believes that the life in the physical world is the main purpose of life. But a person who thinks like this is actually very far from understanding what is the purpose even of the creation of the world. The rabbi is asking a question for the entire audience. Something that brings the person closer to God. Is it a good thing? Or is it a bad thing? Good. The rabbi didn't hear. Can you say it again? Almost good. The rabbi said he would like to hear the word good that can wake up the entire country. If that's what a person understands, that things that brings us closer to Hashem are actually good. So even the setbacks, like the rabbi mentioned, medical conditions, children, marriage, are actually good because they bring the person closer to Akadosh Baruch Hu. A person comes to the understanding that every situation in life has the power and the potential to bring the person closer to Hashem, which is the ultimate purpose of the person's creation, of Hashem's creation of the world, and a person being created to connect themselves to Hashem. Someone in America that was in a certain stage of their life blessed with a lot of success, but regretfully he didn't use that success to the proper way, and slowly the wheel of fortune turned, and this person literally lost everything that they had. Obviously someone who experiences certain setback especially this individual, he became very sad, he fell down emotionally, 
and one day he received this gift known as the book, the Garden of Emunah. This fellow started to read the Garden of Emuna in the Jardin de la Fe in Spanish. And the rabbi tells us that the message of the Garden of Emuna penetrated into this person's mind and he started to learn how to become more thankful and develop more and more Emuna in Hashem. And later on, he turned to Hashem and it says, thank you God for causing all my fortune to get lost because now I have you as a close ally to my life. The rabbi mentions that a couple of friends approach him and he says, why don't we go and ask for a loan from the Gemach? Gemach is a Gemilut Hasadim, is like a free loan society that many communities lend money to people and usually they ask for a cosigner or a post-data checks, a couple of post-data checks and this individual gave the post-data checks as a collateral and he got a loan from the Gemilut Hasadim fund for $50,000. <laughs> And he tells the manager of the fund, I'm going to give you the post-dated checks as a collateral to the loan, but make sure not to deposit them until we speak again, because the money that I have in the account is for my day-to-day -day basic minimum living, and I don't want any check to bounce back. And slowly but surely, every month religiously he came to the fund and trading the check for the payment and he did this for several months, being current in his payments. He was driving at night, heading home very late at night, and he realized that he's running out of gas, so he stops by a gas station 
to fill up gas. He goes to the cashier, hands the debit card from the bank account, and he says, decline, card decline, card decline. He says, swipe it again, the card is declined. He checks on the bank online, I believe, and he sees that this phone of the Gemach deposit the check and empty the account. He started to become very upset, started to say all kinds of things. How is it possible? I begged him not to deposit the checks. How can he do such a thing? So suddenly when he's cursing out this fellow in his car two o'clock in the morning, he suddenly realized one of the things that he read in the book, Gana Emuna, that if everything that happens in the person's life Hashem is the manager and the sender, so why is he getting upset at this fellow? And the rabbi added that every time a person gets angry about something, he's indirectly saying Hashem is not involved, but actually goes against the principle that nothing happens without Hashem giving the green light for it to happen. <laughs> Suddenly he had a change of hearts and started to apologize to God why did he why did he allow the situation to take over his essence and he started suddenly to start expressing his gratitude to Hashem for his health, for his wife, his marriage, even owning a vehicle, and thank God the business is flourishing slowly but surely. The rabbi mentions that we have heard this beautiful concept that the more thankfulness a person expresses, or gratitude rather, a person expresses to Hashem, the gates of the heavens open widely to the person. He started to look for money. Sometimes people hide money or people put money on the glove compartment on the side, underneath of the seat. And he looked, he looked, he looked. He found like $30, which I believe allowed him to fill up the car with gasoline. So when the cashier in the gas station sees him, and I think it was like one, two o'clock in the morning, he says, what did it change? The car was declined several times. He said, I was looking for some money and I found, 
And then he started to schmooze, started to talk with the attendant and tells them everything that happened with him in the past few months. And the attendant was very surprised and he says, with everything that he went, you went through, how can you be happy? How can you be content? How can you be calm? And this fellow says, because of faith in God, I have a Muna in Hashem. So this uh, fellow is talking to a cashier, which apparently was a Gentile person, and asked him, what is Emuna? So he explains, Emuna is believing God, that everything that happened is for good, and nothing happened without God's intervention, etc. So the cashier says, okay, I'm going to give you only 20. Since you're talking about faith, let's put it to test. $20 in gas, and with the rest of the money that you have, buy a lottery ticket that is a scratch-off. And on the spot, you get the result. If you win or lose, you don't have to wait till Wednesday night, Powerball or Mega Money. Basman. On the spot, $50,000 he won the lottery ticket. True story, the rabbi knows all the details. He knows the person that this miracle happened to. The rabbi says, everybody's laughing after you hear the $50,000 cash price. But what happened before? Let's apply the message of the story to our day-to-day life. The lack of emuna, according to what we heard from the story, and what the rabbi is saying, it creates like a detrimental effect in the life of the person. If it's getting angry, easily, or God forbid, cursing, or acting in a ways which are not suitable for a Yehudi, for a person to act with a bit of emunah in Hashem. He's like a person who had a rough day in the street, or person that works, painting, mechanic, whatever a person work does and comes home a bit sweaty and a bit dirty, and then a person goes home and takes a shower and changes how refreshed the person feels. So is the emuna. The emuna refreshes the, the life and the soul of the person. 
גם לא היה זוכר. אבל היה ודאי מה שהשם עושה לטובו עושה. מי יודע מה שהשם, איזה תוכניות יש לחשבוך הוא. כי למה אדם, איך, למה אדם צריך להאמין? למה? הכחולה זה רע. לא. מה זה, ייתקע באמצע הלילה, בלי כסף, מה יעשה עכשיו? זה רע מאוד, נכון? נכון. זה רע. אבל על פי האמונה, הכל טוב. למה? כי השם רואה מה שאתה לא, לא רואה, והשם יודע מה שאתה לא יודע. that even the story that the rabbi mentioned a few minutes ago, you can say, what kind of story is this? The person check bounces, the credit card decline, got stuck in the middle of nowhere without gasoline, and you're telling me that all of this is good? Says that is the difference between having, having emunah and not having emunah. A person needs to understand. Hashem does things for the person that we don't understand why they are happening. Hashem also sees things that we don't see. We as humans have limited understanding and limited vision. But Hashem has extended vision and a better understanding of what is beneficial and what is necessary and what is going to be good for the person's life. Even that may appear that is detrimental for the person's life. <laughs> ומשם עשה להם ישועות. כמה אני יודע, אני יכול לספר עכשיו רק סיפורים של השבועיים האחרונים, מה שקרה, אני באים אצלי כל הזמן, רק קרה משהו הכי רע. How many stories the rabbi can share with us of people that experience literal serious setbacks in life and from those challenging moments everything bounced back for good and success. עכשיו הייתי בטורונטו, מישהו עשיר, ממש עשיר, בגלידה גדולה, והוא מספר לי שהוא בכלל מצב שבא להתרשם מאוד, חשב לעשות איזה פרויקט, איזה פרויקט, ובסוף אחד מהשכנים נגד, חשב מזה טוב, יהיה משהו מהתחלה לעשות, וזה נגד לו, התנגד לו בקיצור. בגלל זה הוא עבר מקום, וכשהוא עבר מקום, משם הוא התעשר. אני מספר את הפוינט, בלי כל הפרטים. The rabbi mentioned briefly a very successful individual that he met in Toronto, and this person, before he became very successful, he wanted to develop a certain type of project in a certain neighborhood. And all the neighbors went against him. So what did he do? He packed his bag and went to a different neighborhood. And the moment that he arrived to the other neighborhood, he was able to develop this program, that, the project that became extremely successful. In the beginning, he became very upset and very furious why this neighbor, neighborhood or these neighbors are turning against him. And he was very upset why. And one fellow started and it became like a domino effect. But from this setback, he, needed, he went to a different place that truly became very, very successful. 
המון סיפורים שאני יודע ממש. כל האדם יש בטח חשב אם ישים לב, לצלול מה זה. במקום ידע מישהו נראה, משם היינו, נהיה לו איזה שואה, משם. לכן אתה יודעת, השם רואה מה שאתה לא רואה, השם יודע מה שאתה לא יודע, לכן תאמין שהכל טובה, תגיד תודה על that we don't know what Hashem knows, and we don't see what Hashem sees. So therefore, even when apparently it appears to be negative for the person, there is a good part of it that will definitely come out of it. So based on the intellectual concept of emuna, a person understands, but that doesn't change the fact that, God forbid, a person is experiencing a medical challenge or a marriage without children, or a person is remaining single. So if you are facing those challenges, how can you say thank you with joy? The person, uh, the rabbi has suggested people that they should spend half an hour, which it, it takes effort and takes the desire and the goodwill to say thank you Hashem for not having children. Thank you God for not being married, but not lip service. It should come out from the heart of the person. So the question is how can a person achieve such a goal in the spiritual life. A person says to Hashem that if a person without living with a Munah, so there is a, conf a concept of Kefirah. Uh, Kefirah means like a person really doesn't connect with Hashem. So if a person is not connected to the, with Hashem, what's the purpose of life? What's the meaning of life? What is the spirituality if godliness is missing from the life of the person? A moment that a person starts thinking or saying, that whatever just happened to the person is bad, a person is showing definitely a lack of faith and belief in Hashem's existence and guiding our life. No, no. Why? 
אז הטבע, לא משנה מה שהוא יגיד, או שיאשים את עצמו, או שיאשים מישהו אחר. There are three mistakes that people usually do. Number one, blaming themselves. Number two, blaming the neighbor, the relative, the in-laws, the brother, the husband, the wife. And number three, blaming nature. So if a person picks any of the three options given, so it means that God is out of the equation. And if God is out of the equation, he's like the person is saying indirectly, I don't believe in God's existence and intervention in my life. The rabbi did mention this on last Thursday night for those that were here. The rabbi mentioned that one of the biggest mistakes that a person does in their life is casting the blame on themselves and blaming themselves even for mistakes committed. And that also, it shows a definitely huge lack of emunah in the person's life. <laughs> The person, even in the, in the challenging situations, or even if, God forbid, a person had a spiritual setback, understand that Hashem is with the person, and Hashem guides the person, and Hashem will lift the person up as well. I'll explain. One day, the rabbi's son, Nachman, was given a ride by someone in Israel. And he says, do you know Rabbi Shalom Arush? He says, no, why? He says, I would like to say thank you to him. He said, what did he do to you? So he says, for many years, he blamed his mother-in-law for whatever situation was experiencing in his life. It's a very common thing that people blame uh, the mother-in-law. I hope mine is not here tonight. <laughs> Hi, ma'am. Shabbat <laughs> All his suffering was, was because of his mother-in-law. <laughs> This fellow hated his mother-in-law so much that he decided to get rid of her. <laughs> the fellow said, I'd rather, God forbid, be sitting in jail, but at least I know that the mother-in-law is resting a couple of feet on the ground. 
סליחה, זה... אז באמת, למה אומר שכשהוא היה בדרך, אז בצמתים מחלקים דיסקים שלי. אז מישהו יצא לו דיסק, הוא בכלל נגמר לו בדיסקים, הוא כולו עצבים וזה. אבל בכל אופן, כשהשמיים עוצמנה, מישהו מהתלמידים שלי שעומדים לעשות את זה, הוא אומר, קח, קח את הדיסקים. הוא כאילו, אתה אומר, קח, קח בעצבים כולו. וממשיך לנסוע, אולי, בוא נשמע מה הבן אדם הזה אומר. שם את הדיסק, המילים השונות שהוא שומע, זה לא אהבותך, זה השם, זה לא אהבותך, זה השם. The rabbi says that uh, a while back they used to, in the stop signs and the stop lights in Israel, they used to have yeshiva students distributing free CDs. And in one corner, one of the students hands over a CD to this driver, the fellow from the story, from the mother-in-law. And in the beginning he refused, no, take, take, take. And he puts the CD finally to play and listens to the great rabbi's speech. And the first thing the speech says, it's not your mother-in-law's fault. It's God sending you the message. Slowly he had a change of heart, listened to the shiur several times, and started to become bad shuva, closer to Hashem. mother-in-law. Alive, she's alive. ברוך השם, שיש עליי ורוואל. לא, לא, אתה לא רוצה לדעת, מה קרה איתה? ברגע שהוא הבין שזה הכל השם נגמר, גם ינון, 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 with strong emunah in Hashem. So this reinforces what the rabbi mentioned before. Emunah and kefirah. They are the two opposite extremes. Emunah means the belief in Hashem. Kefirah means the denial of Hashem. So it's either way. And Baruch Hashem, through emunah, he was able to understand and his life became better and his suffering diminished tremendously. <laughs> של אנשים שחלו במחלה, שאמרו תודה, נהיו בריאים, כאלה המון סיפורים. זאת אומרת, שכל הבעיה, קודם כל אדם שידע, ככה, לא להשיב לא את עצמו, לא בן אדם, לא את הטבע, ככה, אשם בעצמו. Stop blaming the environment, the government, or politics. Understand that Hashem is involved in our life. If now a person was able to arrive to the understanding and, and comprehension that Hashem is part of our life and without Hashem nothing happens, so then we can activate the next concept, which means that everything that Hashem does is for a good reason. Now, 
זה יותר חשוב לי מכל דבר אחר בעולם הזה, שנהיה באמונה. זה מה שחשוב לי, שנהיה באמונה. A person reaching that level will go to the next level of speaking openly to Hashem and says, Hashem, help me understand that everything that you do is for a good reason. And that develops the strong emunah between a person and a Kadosh Baruch Hu. Because a person who truly internalizes this idea of gratitude and understanding Hashem being part of our life will be able to achieve this great spiritual level of understanding that everything is from Hashem and everything that Hashem does is for a good reason. A person should try to develop a conversation with Hashem, talking to Hashem from the heart, Hashem, you're created by me, Hashem, you created me, Hashem, I'm your son, and I know that everything that you want is for good. Help me to see the goodness in everything that happens in our life. And that develops day after day a way that a person really develops a strong bonding with Hashem. <laughs> So he says, even when it comes to the concept of marriage, that a person wants to get married, and a person says to Hashem, I'm sure you want me to get married more than I want to get married. And a person says, and the fact that I'm not married is also from your part. And he say, thank you to Hashem. And that helps develop to understand the person that even something so essential as marriage, it will happen at the proper time. And if it didn't happen until now, it's for a good reason. <laughs> Same thing when it comes to children. Obviously, parents want to have children, but a parent, for some reason, doesn't have children yet. A person prays to Hashem in the same way. I have no children because this is your will, but help me to have them, to raise them, to be healthy, to be happy, to be productive members of Am Israel. The person should speak to Hashem and understand that Hashem created the person for a purpose. And Hashem created the person believing in the goodness of the person. And as the person becomes more accustomed 
to this kind of conversation with Hashem, so then the words will start coming out in an easier way, and a person will slowly understand that whatever is going on in the life, even whatever did not happen, is for a good reason as well. <laughs> And one of the ultimate prayers that a person should pray to Hashem enable, help me to learn to be able to have emuna in you and to be able to love you. A person wants to live a good life, and a person can live, God forbid, the opposite. The rabbi is saying that the life with Emunah is like a person feels themselves in Gan Eden. And the opposite is the same. A life without the Munah is full of worries, full of fears, full of concerns. A person lives in a dark mode, so to speak. With the Munah, Hashem's light penetrates into the life of the person and gives the person like if he's in Gan Eden, in a, in a paradise, in a spiritual and emotional paradise. <laughs> A person who wants to see salvation in the life should learn how to express their gratitude to Hashem. The rabbi tells a story about a young couple in Israel that the husband was sitting in Kolel for a few years and the other few children and the wife was working and bringing the main source of livelihood to the home. One day, regretfully, she was uh, removed from her position and now there is no income coming into the home. The husband, the Torah learner student, suddenly became very worried, very concerned, very sad, very depressed. How is he gonna pay all his monthly obligation, all the bills, that a couple, a parent needs to pay for the home. 
אבל פעם הוא למד קצת את מה שכתבנו על התודעה, קצת למד, אז הוא התחיל לדבר עם עצמו. אבל מה, מי עד היום פרס אותי? מה אשתי? התחיל לדבר עם עצמו. זה השם, פעם אמרתי תודה להשם, פעם אמרתי תודה להשם, שנים אגב לשנים, אף פעם So this fellow started to slowly, he started in the past reading over the book of Tudah, the book of gratitude, and then it hit him. And he says, did they ever say thank you to God for the many years of livelihood that the wife was able to bring? Was she the one bringing? Or Hashem was sending the blessing through her? So if Hashem is sending the blessing through her, I need to express my gratitude to the sender, which is Hashem. אבל, זהו, אני צריך להגיד תודה שביטלו אותה. אם רק שזה, שאני עכשיו אקבל אמונה, זה כבר שאלה ממני, תודה שביטלו אותה, הייתי לאחר, ומצד שני נכנסים לו מחשבות, אבל מה יהיה? He reached such a level to say, it was worth it, listen to the words. It was worth it for my wife, he says, to be fired from her job. for me to recognize my gratitude to the Almighty. Powerful statement. But the other side of the brain says, FPNL doesn't wait for a miracle. You have to pay the bill. You have to pay the mortgage. You have to pay the insurance. So now he has an inner struggle. Part of the brain says, thank you, God. Part of the brain says, where is the money? <laughs> מי עשה? השם, ודאי לטובה. אני רוצה להגיד לו תודה, הוא התחיל להגיד לו תודה, ואז עכשיו, לא, אני רוצה להגיד תודה, להשקיע. לא סתם להגיד תודה. מה עשה? עשה סעודה תודיה. מאז שהוא מפואר, והזמין את החברים שלו, ומה על מה, ושואלים אותו על מה, אחר כך נגיד לכם. So the rabbi says that this young man finally decided, I'm on God's side. Everything that happens is out of Hashem, but I'm going to go to the next level, the fellow says. I'm going to make a Saudat Hoda'ah. I'm going to invest on my gratitude. I'm going to put my, my, the money where my mouth is, he says. I'm going to make a Sa'udat Hoda'ah. Just to explain to the holy audience here, Sa'udat Hoda'ah, it means a meal that a person makes in order to celebrate a miracle and to express gratitude to miracles that happen to the life. He invited all the friends from the Kolel, from the yeshiva, and everybody's asking, what are you making such an event of gratitude? He says, I will tell you when the right time comes. So at the end of the event, that everybody's so happy and having a great meal and singing songs to Hashem and saying words of Torah and saying Nishmat, the beautiful prayer of gratitude. And finally he says, the reason why I'm making this celebration is to say thank you, God, that my wife was fired from her job. אז מה יהיה בסוף? תוך שבוע המסע עבודה יותר טוב. 
Beautiful. The happy ending of the story was that exactly a week later, she found a job better paying than the original job. Two things he achieved. Number one, that he was able to reunite and to develop his emunah and bitachon in Hashem. And Hashem responded with generosity to a new position that the wife was given. The rabbi mentions about a city, a synagogue in his neighborhood in Jerusalem, as a great rabbi with a certain challenge that the rabbi had five sons and none of them were married and they were reaching the critical age of 30 years and up. And every time he saw the rabbi, he would ask the rabbi, Rabbi, what do I do? I mean, what's going on? Give me a segula, open the doors. Tell me what to do to see my children walking under the chuppah. This rabbi took upon himself to go every day to the Kever of Rahel, which I believe the Kahal knows that Shabbat that just finished was the Hilulah, was the Yortzai of Rahel Imenu Aleya Shalom. And as we speak, there are thousands upon thousands of people that are in Kever Rahel. Obviously now in Israel it's 6 a.m., but I'm sure that earlier tonight there were thousands of people. And this rabbi went every day to open his heart to Hashem that in the merit of Rahel Imenu, his children find the suitable Shiduchim. So one day, the rabbi calls all his sons and he says, come home tonight, I am making a Saudat Hoda'a, I am making a Thanksgiving celebration and without the turkey, okay? Thanksgiving. <laughs> And the rabbi, the children are asking, what are we making such an unexpected event? Did you hit the lotto? I mean, did we buy a new house? What's going on? So finally, the rabbi, after much pressure and singing and words of Torah, finally the father says, I'm expressing my gratitude to the Almighty that none of you are married as of now. <laughs> now they became shocked, they felt offended. And for this you're celebrating that we're not married? We are crying non-stop that we're single. (laughs) 
That night, Rachel Imeno came to the, this rabbi in a dream. And he says to Rachel Imeno, says to this fellow, to this rabbi, for a very long time, the heavens are waiting to send you the salvation for all your children. But there is a missing signature in the application for Shiduchim that you never say thank you to Hashem for whatever is going on in your life. That year, four of the five got married. No, no, they got married, not engagement, not dating a long time. They all got married, four of them, within the year. At the end of the Shiva, one of the sons shared publicly the story with his father and his siblings. The rabbi said definitely reading from the books, from the books of gratitude and the many beautiful books that are available outside for the kahal, definitely to speak to Hashem, as the rabbi mentioned so eloquently earlier tonight, but definitely the rabbi said, a person wants to invest, I'm gonna add my two cents in an IPO, so to speak, do a sa'udat hoda'ah, to, to be thankful to Hashem for whatever we have and for whatever we don't have. Make it a habit, the rabbi say, and obviously changes don't happen overnight, but make it a habit to be thankful to Hashem. Count your blessings in the positive things and even on the seemingly negative things because even the negative we learned tonight that it has a positive aspect and the ultimate will be good even though the good may not be seen today. The rabbi quoted a very powerful statement from the Binatan of Reslev that if the person and the Jewish people will say thank you to Hashem even for the negative situations of life, all the dramas, all the tragedies, even exile, long time ago could have been part of history. And Mashiach could have been here already. For sure, the more gratitude and positive things come down to the life of the person, especially the gratitude aspect of it, for sure that can cancel a lot of the negative decrees that, decrees that are roaming around the world.
יש גרנטי, בוודאי, that the gratitude opens the doors for marriage, for health, for children, for שידוכים, for שלום בית, for פרנסה, for whatever need the person has. ביום שישי, ביום שישי, הגיעה אישה לקבלת קהל אצלי. שנה שעברה הייתה אצלי, היא סיפרה לי ששש שנים עגונה, בעלה לא מוכנת לגט, שש שנים, שטרות זרות. A lady came to see the rabbi yesterday that she came to him a year ago crying out to the rabbi that regretfully she is a lady named Aguna. Aguna, it's an it's a, it's a unfortunate situation when a husband does not give a get, a divorce document according to Jewish law. That lady, Aguna, means chained. She cannot date. She cannot go out because she's technically married, but she's not married. She reported to the great rabbi that after the rabbi, the rabbi gave her an advice and it says, you need to change your strategy. Stop crying, stop worrying. Say thank you to Hashem you know what you are doing, you know what's the best for me. Three months later, she got the get from her husband and she showed the rabbi the document from the Bedin allowing her to date. Once she changed her mind, for many years she was cursing the husband, blaming the husband, being sad, depressed, feeling bad about the whole situation. The moment that she twitched, she switched the music and saying, Hashem, you know what you are doing. God, you know what you are doing. God says, let me handle it for you. The rabbi has been in contact for several years with a Jew in America that regretfully is in jail. And uh, he always calls the rabbi just to hear the rabbi's voice and words of encouragement. And recently, this fellow says to the rabbi that his cellmate is another Jew that regretfully was given 20 years in jail in the United States. <laughs> 
אז ההוא שנכנס איתו לתא, כל הזמן אומר לצעירים, קיצור, עוד מעט נגיד מה שהוא עושה, אז הוא כל פעם אומר לו, בוא, בוא, יש עכשיו עושים לחצר, אומר, לא, 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 עוד מעט צריכים לקרוא לי מהמשרד. למה יקראו לך מהמשרד? הגשת בקשה, אומר, לא. יש לך ערעור, אז איזה ערעור? לא. אז למה יקראו לך? יקראו לי מהמשרד. So this fellow, is uh, the new uh, inmate, it's reading Tehillim, and the fellow, right, it's uh, saying, but okay, you can put the Tehillim down, let's go out, we have an hour in the gym, we have an hour recess. No, he says, I'm waiting for a very important phone call. He says, phone call? You are in jail, you don't get phone calls. Usually you make phone calls, collect. That's how the system works, and you need to have money in advance in the, in the phone system. It says, no, did you file for an appeal? No. Do you have a hearing? No. Do you have any attorney coming to bail you out? No. So what kind of phone call are you waiting for? Well, no, I agree with you. What I was saying, I was with all the activities, and I said, I have a half a day. I know that in the hospital, I have a half a day, and I So this fellow, every day, in jail, will finish the book of Tehillim, literally 150 chapters from the book of Psalms, and then will express his gratitude to God. Thank you, God, for being in jail. Thank you, God, for giving me 20 year sentence. I mean, we laugh, but God forbid, you know, and this is how this fellow lived every day. A month and a half ago, President Trump signed his presidential pardon and he was released. The rabbi said is a guaranteed concept. סתם דוגמה, אחד, הבת שלה הייתה בבית משוגעים. אמרה קודם כל, אני אדע בריאה. כל מיני דברים שבשכל אין להם שום פתרון. Even matters that affect the health of the, the mind of the person, the rabbi just briefly mentioned about a family that regretfully has a daughter with mental conditions. And the parents took it upon themselves to start saying gratitude and being thankful to Hashem, even for this challenging situation, the daughter had a complete refuah shelema. The rabbi mentioned also that there is a guaranteed return, that the more a person expresses their thankfulness and gratitude to Hashem, that God doesn't leave any invoice unpaid or open. God takes care of it at the proper time. The rabbi encourages the kahal, take some of the books, take some of the CDs, listen to them, Try to apply it to your life. Activate some of the things that we learned tonight 
and Thursday night, the topic of gratitude, this topic of stop blaming ourselves. And the rabbi repeated three or four times in the last few minutes, guaranteed return. Not many things in life have a guaranteed return. Even when a person invests, investment, they tell you, can succeed or God forbid the opposite. But in a case like this, that a person says, God, I know it's you. I know you are the sender. I know that you know what's the best for me. I know everything that you do is for good. Guaranteed that our Olam will step up to the plate and send the salvation to the person, whatever situation it may be. Friday. The Gentile. The Gentile drove three hours to see the rabbi on Friday. A Gentile that came and non-stop was thanking the rabbi for the beautiful lessons, the magnificent books. And he says, since I started to read, especially the books of gratitude, my life became paradise. My life became Gan Eden. The rabbi is looking for partners to how to spread the beautiful words of gratitude and emunah and the rabbi guarantees that everyone that learns these ideas of life will see good things and success in the life. Baruch Hashem, the rabbi, it is not, and I can tell you from personal experience, it is not on a fundraising trip. For him to fundraise, he doesn't need to leave Israel and to leave his yeshiva, his family, and his students. Baruch Hashem, they have, the rabbi has a whole entourage of, 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 of Torah learning centers, etc. He's here for one mission, how to help the world develop their emunah and gratitude in a Kadosh Baruch.